Good to be in the Lord's house. Amen. Hallelujah. Not often you get in services like you have around here. You got something to be cherished. Huh? You can get in something like this and uh, have church. Amen. Love it when people want to worship the Lord. And uh, it'd been all right. Jimmy just kept on preaching. I'd have been fine. Amen. Brother Kenny could have kept on praying. I believe they could have got it done. Amen. Uh, listen, I'm just a small fish in a pond of the Prince of Preachers tonight. I thank every one of you for being here and the uh, uh, ministries that you men have had down through the years. What a blessing. Amen. I believe God sent us this way to give you some help tonight. John chapter 14 and verse number 6, if you'll turn into the Word of God. Very, very familiar verse of Scripture tonight. And as I was praying the last couple of weeks, and I had a a few messages on my heart, and then when I woke up this morning, there was no doubt that this is where we needed to go. you have your place, I would ask you to stand if you're able, in reverence to the reading of God's Word and prayer for the message tonight. John chapter 14. And verse number 6, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Let us pray. Father in heaven, God in Jesus' name. Lord, as we come this way one more time on this side of heaven, God to open up the word of life. God, I pray that you would give us Holy Ghost unction from heaven. I pray that we would rightly divide the word of truth. God, I pray that you would illuminate our mind with Scripture, dear God, to where we're not preaching error, but dear God, where we may preach the truth of the word of God tonight. Lord, may we give help to the good people here at St. John Baptist Church. God, I pray that you would just make a way in those ways uh, that seem there is no way. And God, will surely love you, praise you, give you glory and honor for what you do. Lord, I pray you'd revive the saints. And dear God, if they wouldn't be here lost and undone, our ultimate prayer is tonight would be the night. They'd walk an aisle of repentance and be saved before it's everlasting too late. Lord, we do serve a mighty God tonight. And Lord, I pray you'd be with us and bless us. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated tonight. I'm glad Brother Joey still rolls the stones away. Amen. Hallelujah. I just got to thinking about this scripture a couple of weeks ago and began to pray about what to bring to you tonight. And there are many a people that are in dire straits tonight. There are many a people think that there is no way out of their circumstances that they're in. They think that there is nothing that can go right in their life. But I'm here to tell you tonight by the truth of God's word, we serve a God tonight that is truthful. He is true. He is the way and he is life and he can help us. whatever situation that we may be in. And listen, there's families that's falling apart on every hand. It's time tonight to take your wife by the hand and just look at those wedding bands and really, really, really let it sink in good of what that wedding band means. And hold on to her and tell her that you love her and you turn to Him and tell Him that you love Him and make that marriage bond even stronger. Amen. Because there is a 
a time uh, there is a place uh, when Satan himself uh, will try to stick his foot into your home uh, and begin to tear it all to pieces. Uh, Oh, but those words, but God, but God, if you can keep God in the center of your home, my friend, uh, you'll have a blessed home uh, and God will bless you uh, and God will bless your husband, the wife, uh, and pray for the dear children as well. They've got a lot that's going to be bearing on them in the years to come. Jesus Christ tonight is the way maker. Amen. When you think that there is no way, Jesus comes walking on the water where you're at and my friend begins to part the waters for you and all of a sudden you see things take change in your life and God begins to move and God begins to take care of some things that were wrong. All of a sudden those that were at each other's throat is going over and said, I sure am sorry. And the other one looks and says, I'm sorry too. I forgive you. My friend, you talking about having revival. When the saints of God get right with God, we can have revival. Amen. Jesus is the way maker tonight. And I looked at several stories in the Word of God. And I first think about Jesus making a way out of danger. Now I can go back to the book of Exodus and we can look uh, and we can look about Moses and how he's leading the children of Israel and he's leading them out of Egyptian bondage uh, and they're going through the through the wilderness uh, and they're being led by a pillar of cloud by the day uh, and a pillar of fire by night and then all of a sudden the children of Israel began to complain they said look here Moses uh, none of us is buried back there in Egypt uh, you done brought us in here to the wilderness uh, and we're going die. But Moses said whoa, whoa, whoa. He says wait just a minute. See the salvation of the Lord. Let him take control of this situation. Even those in Egypt, they were even getting mad at old Pharaoh and some of them because they had done let their slaves go. So what did they do? They went after them. The Bible tells us that they got 600 chosen chariots and then they got a multitude of all the other chariots together and they began to move toward the where the children of Israel were. And as they began to go toward the Red Sea, there was nothing to their right. There was nothing to their left. They could not turn back and go back because the armies were coming. But they had the Red Sea in front of them. Okay, Moses, what you going to do? I'm going to stand still and see the salvation of my God. And He will help me in the midst of my trouble. And He stands there at the Red Sea. He He lifts his arms up toward heaven and all of a sudden the water began to part and the children of Israel goes down and the Bible says they went through on dry ground. Dry ground. All of the great scientists and even some of the so-called great theologians, they said, well... There is no way that the sea could part like that. The Bible says it made like walls of water on each side. There's no way. They had to be a little bit of mud. They had to be a little bit of water. It had to be damp. I'm here to tell you, I believe the whole book tonight. The Bible says them folks walked over on dry ground. I believe it was dusty, dry ground. He made a way. He made a way. He made a way out of danger for those children of Israel. But he also made a way. I remember when Jesus was standing there. He said, boys, let's get on the ship. We're going to cross on over to the other side. They get on the ship. They get out into the sea. 
The storm begins to rage. The storm is bringing havoc. The rain is falling. The Bible says they were in a storm. The Bible says that the boat is now full. Spiritual application you need to get tonight if you don't get nothing else. When Jesus is on your ship, you cannot sink. I got a little old bass boat at the house. And had a little, uh, I had a little John boat at one time too. And well, I tell you what will happen if your water gets in that boat. You're going down. You better hit land real quick. But when Jesus is on your boat, you'll have help in the midst of your storm. Them boys had done seen Jesus. He had done, uh, listen, he had done uh, uh, raised the man up, the paralytic man that was born of four. He has done uh, heal uh, uh, Peter's uh, mother-in-law. From the fever and was sick. He done seen, they done seen a whole lot of miracles. So they knew exactly what they needed to do. Oh, this storm's gonna wreck us and we're going down. What do we need to do? Go get Jesus. The Bible says they went into the hinder part of the ship and he, and he comes around and he wakes him up. He was asleep, the Bible says. And he comes out of his sleep. I can just see him now. Not worried about nothing. Master, carest thou not that we perish? He looked at them and said, Oh, ye of little faith. He stepped out on the bow of that ship. He said three words. Peace, be still. I believe with all my heart that the sea became as slick as glass. Listen, you talk about Mother Nature if you want to. I'm talking about Father God. Amen. I'm talking about the God of heaven who controls it all. He said, peace be still. And my friend, peace came over the waters. And peace came over those men that was on that ship. My friend, when your ship gets to rocking and reeling in this world, and you feel like you're going to drown, you just call upon Christ. He'll say, peace be still. And when He does, He'll help you in your time of danger. Time of danger time of danger. He'll give you that sweet peace in the midst of your storm. Amen. Jesus is the way maker out of danger, but Jesus is the way maker out of jail. Oh, listen, I'd rather be here than the jailhouse tonight. Never been, but I know some of you that have been in the jailhouse. Huh? I won't call no names, preachers. Huh? I think about Joseph. Back over in the book of Genesis. Joseph is sold into slavery. He ends up at Potiphar's house. Working and slaving for him pretty much. And But he, he had a wife, old Potiphar did, that really liked old Joseph. Thought he was a, thought he was a cutie pie. Wanted old Joseph to come on over there and lay with him, the Bible says. And uh, old Joseph had enough God on him to say, uh-uh, that ain't going to happen. Matter of fact, he began to flee that place. Amen. Began to flee. But what did that flusy do? 
She reached up, grabbed his garments, and held on. He ran slap out of his garments. She cried for help. Hey, this man's tried to attack me. He's tried to lay with me and tried to pin something on old innocent Joseph. What they do, they throw Joseph in the jail. Throwed him in the pit. But as the story continues to evolve, they didn't understand, but they finally found out that Joseph had a gift. Joseph could interpret those dreams. And when they found out, old Pharaoh found out about it and needed some dreams interpreted. Interpreted the dreams, you know, about the famine, the seven years of feasting and the seven years of famine and so forth. And then all of a sudden, my friend, before you know it, Joseph has done went from the prison cell to right under vice president of Pharaoh. I'm here to tell you, God can bring you out of jail. I'm talking about when some are held captive in the jailhouse of sin tonight, I'm here to tell you, God can deliver you. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father but by me. That's truth tonight. Amen. And then you think about Paul and Silas as they're rolling up into Philippi. And they're preaching the Word of God. And there's a lot of sorcering and witchcraft going on, you know. And boy, all of a sudden, after they got through preaching, Preacher Ray, uh, this lady that was vexed with the devil and doing some of that witchcraft stuff, uh, all of a sudden, she gets delivered. Uh, She gets the demon cast out of her. And all of a sudden, she's following with the band of the good guys. Well, all of a sudden, all the religious folk around there that was trying to make money off of the the lady and her witchcraft and her sorcery. Now, I say religion. Listen, I ain't got religion. I've got Christianity tonight. Religion, let me say this as a side note. Religion will make you put a bomb on yourself and walk into a crowd and blow up. I don't have religion. I've got Christ. Amen. I've got Christ. And and so Paul and Silas is preaching. uh, The the head-ups of the government, if you will, said, no, this ain't going to happen. We throwing them boys in jail. But oh, did they know at the midnight hour, uh, Paul and Silas would begin to pray uh, and then begin to sing. uh, And then that jailhouse began to rock back and forth uh, and then crumble to the ground. uh, And then boys bust out of that jail. uh, They start winning souls for Christ. uh, Win the jailer. Win the jailer's family. Hey, listen, I'm here to tell you, if you'll get saved tonight, you're liable to leave a whole flock of people to the Lord Jesus Christ. He'll make a way. He'll make a way out of your prison of sin tonight. I'm here to tell you, He can break the bonds of prison of the sin that's in your life. He'll make a way out of jail. But Jesus made a way out of death. Daniel chapter 3, you know the story, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, the king. He said he's going to just fix everybody up. He's going to build him a, an idol. And when you hear all the instruments begin to play, I don't know what Church of Christ do about that. But when you get all the instruments playing together, you're going to bow down and worship the God, this idol that King Nebuchadnezzar set up. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they wouldn't bow, they wouldn't bend, and they wouldn't burn. 
all of a sudden they said, that's all right, boys. You're not going to bow down to your God either. We'll just take you and we're going to throw you in the fiery furnace. And then boys said, well, it don't matter if we live or if we die. We know that our God lives. Our God is the true God of heaven tonight. Amen. Let me stop right there. You can go over to Sri Lanka and you can look at the, the, the tomb of the tooth where Buddhus is. And my friend, you're going to see his tooth. You're going to see some of his old bones. You can go look at where Muhammad is buried. You can dig him up and you're going to find a bunch of bones. You can go to where some of these pharaohs of past are wrapped up like a mummy or in a coffin. You break that coffin open and you take off the grave clothes. You're going to see a bunch of bones. But if you go to the tomb of Jesus tonight, my friend, hey, he is nothing there. He has risen. He is risen tonight. Hallelujah. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they get thrown into the fiery furnace. And as they're in that fiery furnace, even the strongest men of Nebuchadnezzar's army threw them into the, into the fiery furnace, heated it seven times hotter than it's ever been. And the Bible tells us that those men were consumed in the fire. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, go check on them boys. We done checked on them, sir. Well, what's happening? I don't know, but all I know is that there was three down there in the fire, but there's four, and the fourth man has the Son of God. People tell me tonight, they'll say, oh, but you can't find Jesus in the Old Testament. I'm here to tell you, you can see him from Genesis all the way to the book of Revelation. He said that fourth man was like the Son of God. That image of the sun. Show them what they was doing in the fire, Joe. Hey, listen. Hey, they was dancing around in the fire. And let me, I'm here to tell you tonight, it doesn't matter what kind of fire you're going through. Whatever fire you're going through, the Lord Jesus Christ will be in the midst of your turmoil. And He'll put out the fire. They didn't even have a smell of smoke on them. That's the kind of God we serve tonight. Amen. Old Daniel over in the lion's den about Daniel chapter number 6. Daniel was had found favor for King Darius. And them boys just didn't like it. <laughs> them other presidents and, and higher ups in authority didn't like it because Daniel had some, had some clout. Yeah. Daniel had some authority. We'll fix Daniel. The only thing we can get him on is maybe he prays to his God and we make a rule against it. You can't do that. Gotta, gotta, if you got a request, you gotta go to the king. You can't go to a God. And they made that decree. Of course, the Bible says Daniel continued to pray. He prayed three times a day. And of course, them old little rats went back and told the king, said, look at here. Daniel's a day. Listen, Daniel is over there praying. We gotta do something. You can't break that. You've done signed it with your ring. You you got to do something. Well, bring Daniel here. We're going to throw him in the lion's den. King Darius didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do it. It, it troubled him to do it. But boy, they threw Daniel in that lion's den. And the Bible said the Lord sent an angel to shut the mouths of those lions. 
Listen, you may have somebody chomping on your testimony tonight. You may have somebody chewing on you that you just can't get away from. I'm here to tell you, in your darkest hour, in your lion's den, God will send an angel to take care of the mess that you might be in. Boy, I tell you what... One preacher said it like this. Sent that angel down and gave gave the, the lion's lockjaw. Amen. <laughs> Jesus made a way out of death for you and I spiritually tonight. We'll accept Him as Lord and Savior. Listen, we don't have to die. Amen. Oh, listen, we can live forever in a place called heaven. Jesus made a way out of death. I just can't help but to think about when He stood in, the, in front of the tomb of Lazarus. And He said, Lazarus, come forth. My friend and Lazarus couldn't help but to come forth uh, as he walked out of that tomb. Uh, and the next time you see him pictured, he's sitting at the dinner table uh, sopping up gravy with Jesus. Amen. Uh, I'm here to tell you tonight, Jesus is a way out of death. Amen. One little boy asked a question one time, said, Preacher, why in the world did he call Lazarus by name? Uh, I can tell you why he called him by name. Uh, if he didn't have called him, hadn't have called him by name, he'd have emptied out every graveyard in the world. But he wanted Lazarus to come forth. He's got the power over death. As he laid in that tomb, as he died on that old rugged cross for you and I. And he went and he laid in that tomb, took a trip down to hell and conquered it. Conquered death, hell and the grave. Amen. In those three days. So where you and I can have everlasting life. Hey, listen. He wouldn't be who he is if he hadn't resurrected from the grave. He wouldn't be who he is if he hadn't resurrected. You ain't hearing me tonight. He wouldn't be who he is if he hadn't have resurrected from the grave. Can you imagine the devil having a fit saying, let's party boys, we've got him down. But all of a sudden death comes around and says, hey devil, I don't know what's happening, but I can't hold him. Listen, the stone was rolled away and out come walking the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords approving His deity, approving His life. And my friend, we got something to shout about tonight because we serve a God that's alive and well. He is alive. He is alive. Death couldn't hold Him. Jesus made a way out of some hopeless situations. I think about Noah and his family. Can you imagine waiting to use 480 years old before God ever told you to do anything? And then he wants you to build a big old boat. And then build it on dry ground. And then tell him that rain or water's going to fall from the sky. And it ain't never done that before. Up to this point, everything's watered from underneath. Hey man, the dew of the ground, what the Bible says. So all of a sudden, Noah's out there building this ark. He gets specific instructions. Build it out of gopher wood. There's a technical term for gopher wood. I can't remember exactly what it is. But it is a waterproof type natural wood. And as Noah is building this boat, can you imagine the people that come by? Noah, you're crazy. Noah, you're an absolute idiot. I can hear Noah preaching. You better get on the boat, boys, because judgments are coming. The Bible said that it repented. It repented the Lord. 
that even made the creation. In other words, sin had gotten so bad. He wanted to wipe it off the earth. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. I'm glad I can find grace in the eyes of the Lord. God's riches at Christ's expense. He continues to build the ark. A hundred and twenty years he's preaching. He's six hundred years old. And all of a sudden, water becomes to, begins to fall from the sky. He gives Noah specific instructions on how to build that ark. He gives specific instructions on the animals to put on that ark. He pulled his family in on that ark. And everyone else on the outside, there was no hope that they would be saved. The ark is a beautiful picture of salvation tonight. There's only one way to enter into that ark. And there's only one way to have salvation and enter into the glories of God. And it is through Jesus Christ and Him alone. John 14, 6, He is the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father but by me. I want to tell you a story before we close this message down. And I don't know what God had planned for tonight. I really didn't. And the Lord put it on my heart this morning. This is where we need to go. And I really believe in all my heart. God sent me here to tell somebody that God is a way maker in your situation. I don't know none of you hardly. I don't know what you're going through. But I can tell you God is a way maker. Friday night of revival. This just past Friday night. Some of you were there. But some of you didn't really know what happened that night. We had been praying all week that this one lady would get saved. She was going to be there from out of town. And boy, we just didn't know what was going on. Her, her, her daughter had done been healed and, and a lump that was under her arm had already been gone. And we was like, oh boy, this is going to do it. They're going to fall in love with Jesus and the night's going to be the night. Looked upon their face. Her and her daughter, not a bit of conviction one. I'll be honest with you, I don't think they could have got saved Friday night if they'd have wanted to. Why? Because the Spirit of God did not draw them. That's right. But you better be careful tonight. The Bible says the Spirit of God will not always strive with man. You know what that tells me? If He tugs on me and pulls on me to an altar of prayer to get my heart right or pray about something, I better go. I better go. I don't know what was happening. The preacher got up there, he began to take his lapel off after the invitation. I have never done this because when the man of God gets done and he takes that pin off his tie, he's done. I looked at the preacher. I said, keep pulling. Keep pulling. He's walking around holding it in his hand. Some of you might remember. I said, keep pulling, son. Keep pulling. I looked down the right aisle of the church, Brother Henry, and to the left. Now, 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 now the lady that was sitting at the front was praying to get saved. She didn't get saved. That wasn't it. That wasn't for her. But it was for somebody else. See, we don't know what God's going to do. We didn't know. I don't know who this is for tonight. But it's for somebody. Now, if this don't bless you tonight, your blessers broke. Preacher Wesley said, "Raise your hand if you're lost. Raise your hand if you backslid. Raise your hand if you need help. You know, raise your hand." I'm not come to you. I'm not going to embarrass you. I just want to pray for you. People raising their hands everywhere. All of a sudden, I looked down that right aisle 
about eight rows back to the left. And there's this teenage girl bawling her her little eyes out. Holding on to her mama. She's in her 20s. She's in her 20s. Living a very sinful life. I won't say nothing else. A very sinful life. I've never done this in nearly 15 years of preaching. Brother Ray, it was like I floated from that podium down to where she was. And I stepped there where she was and she turned around and I just embraced that girl in a hug for about a minute. And then I turned around, she grabbed my hand and she followed me down to an altar of prayer. She got right with God that night. That's not the blessed part. Now that's all great, but let me tell you the rest of the story. She was there Wednesday night. Didn't make a move. She had to work Thursday night. Friday night she started home after she'd made things right with God. The police pull her over. She calls her mama. She says, Mama, look, I just got pulled over. She said, honey, that's just the devil. That's just the devil. It'll be all right. He's going to fight you for the decision you made tonight. She called her back a few minutes later. Said, praise the Lord, he just gave me a warning. That's good, but that ain't the good part. She went home Friday night and told her mama this story. Some of my church folks is here. They know this to be true. She said, mama, when I got home from work, Thursday night, I got on my knees. In the lifestyle she was in, the situation she was in, she said, God, if you're real, send a preacher to come get me. You tell me God ain't real. I just know preacher Phil without a shadow of a doubt when that preacher said he wasn't going to come to you, he wasn't going to, you know, he wasn't going to embarrass you. I bet the devil was in her ear saying, I've done told you, your God's not real. He's not going to respond to your request. Oh, but listen, the evangelist said he wasn't coming. They forgot there's another preacher in the house. Amen. I'm here to tell you the Lord Jesus can break them bonds of sin and remove them all and put you on the straight and I want you to stand across this building as we go to the Lord in prayer. But I tell you what, I'll, I'll try to sing an invitation for you if you'll come and run this sound for me. All I know tonight is Jesus is the way maker. I was told by a pastor the other day, he said, Preacher, I don't know what I was going to do. Don't know what I'm going to do. My church is in a mess. I said, brother, did God call you there? He said, yep, sure did. I said, does God tell you to stay there? He said, yep, sure is. I said, well, you stay there and the Lord will make a way. I don't know about you tonight, but some of you may need help. If you're here and you're not saved and the Lord's drawing you, you need to come get saved. 
before it's too late. You may have turmoil in your family. You may have a life that's completely wrecked. Uh, but I'm here to tell you, I gave you some examples tonight of what the Lord Jesus Christ can do for your life. You ought to make a move. Father in heaven, God, in Jesus' name, we love you. Lord, we thank you for Jesus and dying on the cross of Calvary. Lord, I pray that you would move amongst this congregation, send revival to our hearts. And Lord, we'll sure love you, thank you, and praise you, and give you glory for all you do. In Jesus' name, we do humbly ask and pray. Amen.